0: Welcome to the Christian Worship Center podcast. We pray that this message encourages you and inspires you. Visit us online at www.cwcsj.org for service times and directions. Happy Father's Day to all our dads. Um, Amen. We love you all. We appreciate the job that you do. But... You know, Mother's Day is all about, we, we love on our moms, and we just give the, the sermons about how moms are the ones that stand in there and believe with us, and they, they go to the ends of the earth for us, and we just talk about how, how lovely they are. We pre- preached about Rizpah a couple weeks back on Mother's Day and talked about only a mom would, would would do that. And then on Father's Day, we hit men in the mouth because we just bring, bring the word, and we're just, we're, you know, hey, get better at what you're doing. Come on, let's, let's raise our game. But you know what? That's all right because we're men. We can handle that. Amen. Yeah. And you know what? So Someone came earlier to the first service, and they told me this while we were in our team huddle. They said, I've never seen so many men in a church. And they asked me, Pastor, how do you do that? How do you get so many men to be part of your church? And I told them, I'm not not really sure, but one thing that we've done here is that we've given men the ability to be a man. Amen. And, and I, I believe that, you know what, what's taking place, and, and I want you to understand that uh, after World War I, after World War II, after the Korean War, and even after Vietnam, the church became feminine. Let me try this side. The, the church became feminine because we had all these men leave to defend the country. And, and all that was left was women in the church and their kids. And so ministry had to be geared to help minister to the needs of women and their children. And as we did that, when the men came back from war, they didn't find a church that met their need. And men had been castrated and there was no longer a need for a strong man to step up into the church and since that time we've had a void of male leadership, of men standing up, of men being who God called them to be. That it's a right to love sports and still be a man of God. It's a right to love guns and still be a man of God. It's a right to like motorcycles and still be a man of God. That there's something there There, there was something wrong. That we couldn't like fast cars. That we, we couldn't like going out and hunting and doing certain things. And we took away the very ability to be a man and I'm not saying that liking sports or cars or motorcycles make you a man but I'm here to say that it's time and I'm, I'm making a determination that Christian Worship Center will not be a church and ladies don't take this wrong but CWC will not be a church of just women we will have men rise up and take their responsibilities. We got some strong men at this church. We got some men of God in this house. We got some fathers that know how to lead a family. We got some lovers of God in this house. We got some men that aren't afraid to call out to their Abba Father. They know how to cry before their daddy. They know how to pray to their God. They know how to get a hold of their Heavenly Father. There are men in this house that aren't afraid to bend their knee before their Heavenly Father. And for that, I, as the father of this house, am extremely proud. Give yourselves a round of applause. Proud of you. Proud of you. It just touches my heart. When I see a man the size of Jack that could still cry before the Lord, it touches my heart. I see an individual like June whose biceps look like he's pregnant. <laughs> that still has a heart so sensitive to God touches me. Yeah. Yeah. Proud of these men. I'm proud of our church. I see a man like Dan Martinez who, who has broken so many addictions in his life going out picking men up from the Salvation Army every Sunday. I'm proud of you. You're a man's man. Yeah. And you're a Raider fan. I'll oh, see you gonna go there. Everything was good. Everything was good. Mr. Fertle is going to talk a cop like that, huh? I'm telling you, any lady in the house, do not shake Cisco's hand. You'll end up with triplets. <laughs> oh, dude, I'm getting cramps in my, my rib cage right now. Oh, Lord. Listen, I want to share a quick word with you. And and we're starting a series of messages today, very important messages, called Kingdom Family. I I don't want you to miss a week of what we're about to go through. In the next few weeks, we're going to talk about Kingdom Man, we're going to talk about a Kingdom Woman, and then we're going to talk about Kingdom Kids. We're going to talk about your kids. And so, in the weeks to come, we're going to be talking about that, but today I want to talk about the subject called Manhunt. I want to talk about a manhunt. And for the next 10 minutes, if you listen very closely, I'm not going to be long. I want you to, if you would, stand to your feet as we turn to Genesis chapter 3, starting with verse 8. When you're there, say amen. And if you don't know where Genesis is, um, it's right after this Bible belongs to. Okay? In the book of Genesis, we, we find the story of where God creates Adam and Eve. And after he creates Adam and Eve... Adam and Eve end up having a conversation with the serpent. And Adam goes silent while his wife holds his conversation with the serpent. I, I want you to know that families fall apart when men go silent. Say it again, Pastor. We, we lose the paradise called Eden in our homes when men lose their voice. And we find Adam going silent when the serpent begins to speak to his wife, Eve. He doesn't say a thing, and as a result, they eat of the tree. And when they eat the fruit, it's not when Eve eats that the fall takes place. Because God didn't tell Eve not to eat the fruit. He told Adam not to eat the fruit. And I believe that if And this is just me. I'm not saying this is scriptural. I'm talking about me. I believe that if Adam had stopped and told his wife, babe, don't do it. I ain't touching that. God told us not to do that. That man would still be redeemed right now. But Adam gave in to his wife. But, but pastor, I love her. But, but, but when she bats her eyes at me, I just can't handle it. But when she says, please, I I just got to do it. When you allow a desire to take precedence over the word of God, the family's in trouble. Somebody answer that. And so I want you to understand what's going on here. After they fall, verse 8, and when they heard, someone say heard. Heard. The sound of the Lord God. Everyone say Lord Lord God. Walking in the garden in the cool of the day, Adam and his wife. Hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God from among the trees of the garden. I want you to notice they hear the presence of God coming, and rather than running to God, they hide from Him. Notice what happens. Then the Lord God, everyone say Lord God again, Lord God. called to Adam, not to Eve, Adam, and said to him, Where are you? Bow your heads as we pray. Father, help in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated this morning. Notice this. He says, where are you? Look at your neighbor and tell him, where are you? Make sure they come back right now. For the next few minutes, I want you here. For the next few minutes, I want you here right now. Not at the Argentina soccer game happening at 3 o'clock. Okay? What what team are you going for, Brother Antolini? I just don't know based on the colors you're wearing today. Whole family, whole family is dressed in soccer apparel from Argentina. Where are you? Everyone shout, where are you? where are you? And I want you to know that God is looking for a man. The book of Ezekiel says, for I sought out for a man among them who would make a wall stand in the gap before me on behalf of the land that I should not destroy it, but I found no one. I want you to understand that CWC will not be a place that you will not be able to find a man. You'll find a man of God at CWC that will build a wall, that will protect his family, that will watch out for his community and watch out for his church. CWC will not be that place. God, oh, I want to be able to pray, God, you can find a man at CWC. You can find a man in my family. You can find a man at this church. All the men of God shout amen. Amen. Come on, somebody. So I want you to know that God is still looking for a man. Now, women, no no offense. I, I ain't hating on you. I'm not a male chauvinist right now. But we're talking to the men for a moment. It's time for the men to rise up. Ladies, you just look at your your husband or the man sitting next to you and just shake your head at him, talking to you. You see, whether you're a father or not this morning, inside every boy is a man. And every man is a father. Whether you have kids or not, there is that ability to father, that, that ability to care, to impart knowledge. And so what happened here? I want you to notice what takes place in verse 3 of chapter 1. It says, now the serpent was more cunning than any other beast of the field, which the Lord God. How, how many of you notice that? Lord God shows up a lot of times in the scripture. Not just God. Lord God. Now, I want you to notice this of of all the beasts of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, Has God said, indeed said, you shall not eat of the tree of the garden? I want you to notice something very important here, okay? Notice this. There's two words that are used here. First one is God. When you go to Genesis chapter one, you're going to find, and God created, and God created, and God created, and God created. And God created. You're going to keep hearing God. And that word God is Elohim. Everyone say Elohim. Elohim, Elohim or L El means God. Elohim is talking a plural of God, which means not just a God, but we're talking about Father, Son, Holy Spirit. We're talking about the triune God. We're talking, it's implied here that when we talk about God, we're talking about the creator. Everyone say Creator. So in Genesis chapter 1, we're introduced to God as the creator. Stay with me. It's going to get good. Okay? Then we find in chapter 2, when God creates Adam and Eve, God is no longer referred to after mankind is created as creator, Elohim. He is known as Lord God. Every time God is introduced... It is Lord, not capital L, small O, small R, small D. It is all caps, capital L, capital O, capital R, and capital D. Lord God. After man is created, it is always Lord God. And that word Lord God, that word Lord literally was, was Yahweh. And it was such a holy word that when the Old Testament scri- uh, scribes would get to the word Yahweh or Lord, they would take off their clothes, they would go wash themselves up, and then they would come down and they would inscribe that word. And then they would go, if it came up several times in a sentence, every time they would stop and they would wash themselves and cleanse themselves because that word was so Holy. That they wanted to make sure they were pure before they wrote it. But that word also meant ruler and master. Now, now follow me. After God creates man, God isn't just creator. He's Lord. I, I want you to hear me this morning, folks. Every man, you got to hear what I'm saying to you. Is that the, what God wants from us isn't just for us to know that he's creator, but he wants us to submit ourselves under his lordship and him as ruler and as master because it's okay for you to recognize that he's creator, but until we recognize him as Lord, he is either Lord of all or not Lord at all. Too many of us, we recognize that he's God, but we don't recognize him as Lord. There's a difference. If you're not submitting to the lordship of God, there's a problem. Now, I I want you to recognize that that Satan... Notice Satan is very subtle. He says this. Look what... Now, the serpent was more cunning. Everyone say cunning. He was more cunning than any other creature. And so when he speaks to Eve, notice what he says. Has God said... Satan strips the title of Lord from God. Satan doesn't mind you recognizing God as creator, but he doesn't want you submitting your life to God as Lord. He doesn't want you to acknowledge Him as Lord. It's okay to recognize there's a God, but if you never submit under the covering and the leadership and the master of God, then you haven't really recognized God as God. And that was the problem I want you to recognize. All our problems can be traced to the fact that we do not recognize God as Lord. Oh, you got to stay with me this morning. I'm about to land the plane, but you got to stay with me. Every problem... Every problem in society can be tracked to our inability to recognize or submit to God. Promiscuity, emptiness, depression, chronic irresponsibility, family breakups, everything from misuse of finances, divorce and violence, uh, overeating, overindulgence, finding ourselves with addictions. We're talking bankruptcy, low self-esteem. All these things can be wrapped up in our inability to submit ourselves to God's rulership. Why? Because we recognize God as creator, but we don't submit to him as Lord. I'm going to do my own thing. I know you created everything, but let me do my own thing. And when we do things that are not attributed to the word of God, we end up in trouble. We break the principle. Now, I want you to notice this as we start. uh, If I can have someone help me this morning. I want you to notice this. The book of uh, Genesis chapter 2, verse 15. Notice what happens here. Then the Lord God took and put him put man or t- took the man and put him in the garden of eden to tend and to keep it everyone say tend and keep that there's a twofold word here tend and keep to tend means to reproduce to take the the resources and to reproduce it to make it productive but to keep means to guard it and protect it from any enemies coming in and taking away your garden, taking away your paradise, walking into your marriage, walking up to your kids. you got to protect it. See, gentlemen, I need you to understand that you don't have a call just to pro- reproduce, make money, build a family, build a career. You have a responsibility also to protect your family from any enemy of coming in. remain silent when the serpent began to speak to eve the bible says that she that eve took the fruit and ate it while her husband was with her families are dying because men of god are staying silent they're standing by while the enemy is coming into our families They're not saying a word because we don't want to offend our kids. We don't want to disrupt the family. And so we're just standing there being silent instead of declaring what God told us to declare. There has to be a man that would rise up. But you can't speak to your family what God has said until a man has first heard from God. We need men that have heard from God. Adam heard from God, but then he went silent. It's dangerous when men go silent. It's dangerous when men don't say a thing. There's a sin called indifference. I know you're tired after you get off of work, but you have another job when you get home. You have another job called your family. You have another job called your wife. You have another job called your children. And there is a family that needs to be protected, that needs to be guarded. And you have that responsibility to take care of it. I know it's tough, but you're a man. And we're searching for a man, searching for men to rise up. I refuse to stay silent any longer. See, I I was silent for for a time. If you don't mind me sharing my failures. When my daughter Jessica got sick with leukemia, we spent our whole focus on trying to get her well. Running to the hospital, taking care of uh, of this chemotherapy appointment, taking care of, of that chemotherapy appointment, being there for this operation, that operation, and we were just going back and forth, and we were planning the church here in San Jose. So we live in Manteca. We're planning a church in San Jose. The hospital is in Sacramento, and so I would I found myself that I would come home late Saturday night from the hospital, and then I would come and drive all uh, drive over here to San Jose. I would minister. To you, then when I was done ministering to you, I would drive back to Sacramento. I would relieve my wife; she would drive home. I would stay with my daughter through the week, and then on Friday night, my wife and I on Saturday night would switch again. And then I'd come out and then go back here minister. And we were in this thing where we're going back and forth. And while that's going on, I can't tell you where my daughter was at. We had another child. But I was so busy taking care, and we were working so hard trying to juggle the new baby called Christian Worship Center, take care of my baby that had leukemia, that I don't remember where Jazzy was during those times. Drop her off at this house, drop her off at that house, and we were just going. She had just started karate and we, we pulled her out that, the, the, the next day in the middle of all that when we found out she was sick. And, and, and I, I don't remember. But I went silent in her life. I went silent. It's not her fault. But I went silent. I was so busy trying to take care that I've been silent I refuse to stay silent any longer gentlemen if it wasn't my baby there was a period with master's commission and ministry that kept me silent I'm here to tell you don't lose your garden Don't lose your garden. Fathers, we need you. We need your voice. We need to hear your voice. But when you're stuck with addictions and you're stuck with issues and you're stuck with problems, your voice goes silent and you got family members that are there waiting to hear what you have to say. Wondering where daddy is. I want you to know simply this. Yet the father of this house, if you've given up on your marriage, I haven't. If you've given up on your kids, I haven't. If you've given up on your sobriety, I haven't. If you've given up on yourself, I haven't. Because I'm not going to stay silent. I'm going to keep on declaring and speaking life to every situation that you're facing. Every problem that you're going through. I'm going to declare life to whatever it is that's trying to keep you from accomplishing your goal. You will get your paradise back. You will get the glory back. You will get the things that God wants for your family, for your community. You will get it back. We're not giving up. Because I believe there's men in this house that feel the same way I do. That refuse to stay silent any longer. Bow your heads with me right now. Thank you for downloading this message. For more information on our church, visit us at www.cwcsj.org.